0: give everybody a chance to get a sticker and no rush. Remember, get two of them. I'll tell you what to do with them. Don't stick them on anything yet. Just hold on to them. I know it's tempting when you get a sticker. You want to stick it. I understand completely. I'll also mention while we're while she's passing out those stickers that uh, most of these, or all of these animals that you see up here today, Lord willing, uh, will all be given to children in need somewhere. We haven't been able to find uh, a spot yet and get a for sure uh, uh, answer on on who is going to get them but uh, right now uh, the the goal is to give them to uh, children in a children's hospital, either in Baton Rouge or Jackson and so we're waiting. Uh, for the okay from one or both of those places to be able to give these uh, these animals to children so everything you see here today on the stage uh, will be given to a child somewhere in need so i'll uh, be in prayer that god would open the door for for even these toys that we see today to go to just the right uh, children that need to get them because uh, you never know when something uh, like a shoebox or like a giant stuffed animal uh, could really bring some joy to a to a child's heart there are uh, lots of children in need uh, right here in our own community and so Uh, We want to try to meet those needs as best as we can, too. Everybody's just about got one, so we'll give just a couple of more minutes. A special thanks to my mother, who puts in a lot of work with these shoeboxes, and Miss Melba, Mm Miss Pat, and so many. I hate to start listing names because I see so many of you uh, bringing things and giving things and donating things and uh, I want to thank you for that because it's a lot of work this, this stuff does not just take care of itself there's a lot of hours that, that go into this and uh, I praise the Lord that, that uh, he has he blessed my mother she's, she's kind of over uh, the shoebox ministry one of the, one of the I don't know what her official title is what's your official title I am um, church relations volunteer for Operation Christmas Child So not only does she do work here, but she also is out recruiting and telling other churches, helping them get started and and get what they need for uh, the shoebox ministry. So, all right, thank you. Hold on to those stickers. We'll talk about them in just a second. Some of you are saying, golly, it's only 10 minutes till. What we are going to do? I'll preach as quick as I can, Lord willing. So let's pray, and we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you this morning, and we thank you that we can come and that we we can celebrate this mighty work that you do through these shoeboxes and through this ministry. I thank you for this church. I thank you for your spirit putting, the, putting in our heart the desire to do this. And so I pray that you bless the reading of your word. I pray that you bless this ministry. And I pray that you bless these words we're going to read today. God, all for your glory. I pray that you're glorified in this place. Give me the words to preach and teach today. Let the Holy Spirit move among us in a powerful way. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 27, verse 10 reminds us of something that I believe is very important uh, in general for all of us, but but in particular uh, for, for, for a lot of the children who are going to be receiving these shoeboxes. Psalm 27, verse 10 says, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Now think about that last part of that verse for a second. The Lord cares for me. Now, we need to be reminded of that truth, or at least I do, often in my life. In the midst of the struggles and the, the bad things that happen, we may say, boy, does God even care? But, but, but in my life, I, I can't really imagine and put myself in the shoes of some of these children that get these shoeboxes. Not all of them, but many of the children that receive these shoe boxes are orphans. They don't have a mother and they don't have a father. They get sent from place to place, uh, live in this bad experience and in that bad experience. And and for many of them, as you watch these videos, some of which we'll watch in the weeks to come, some of which you may watch on your own time uh, when you get a chance, but you will see that many of these children uh, come from foster homes. They are orphaned. They don't have a father and a mother. And in many instances, the story is the same. Through the hardships of their life, they wonder, does anybody care for them? The adults that are around them don't care for them. Uh, and they wonder, does anybody care for them? And this verse is a good reminder to us that God cares for them and for us. Even if my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord cares for me. That's why this Shebox ministry is so important. Because when they receive these boxes, they know that the Lord cares for them. Some of them have never heard of God. They don't know who God is. They don't know who Jesus Christ is, but they know that somebody around the world that they've never seen before cared enough for them to pack a shoebox and send it to them. And they may not know a whole lot, but I'll tell you what they do know. They do know love, That's one thing that's common for for all of us. No matter what we have or what we don't have, no matter if we have parents or if we don't have parents, uh, no matter if we're rich or if we're poor, no matter what we are, where we come from, who we are, there's one thing I believe that is common that is well known among every single person that lives in this world, and that is love. We can tell the difference between when we are loved and when we are not loved. Love, sadly... For many people in the world is a rare thing in this day and age that's why as Christians it's so important for us to go out into the world and to love on people to pray for people who are in need to help people who are in need to give that warm embrace and hug somebody it's not even about the words we say sometimes it's about the actions we do whether it's a simple hug or whether it's simply saying God loves you and don't you forget that Uh, People people get that. People get genuine love. And when these kids receive these shoeboxes, they get genuine love. They know that God cares about them. We see in the scriptures, in Matthew chapter 19, if you want to turn there, you can. We see Jesus' love for children. Jesus uh, speaks about children in Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 and 14. Now, Jesus was a busy man as he ministered. Uh, Jesus was constantly on the go. He was constantly encountering people that he could share God's love with, that he could tell them that there was forgiveness that was coming, that he could tell them that that he was the way, that he could point them to something better. And Jesus was always about the work of the Father. Uh, And in, in the midst of doing all these things... Uh, and ministering to all these people in this account in Matthew 19 verses 13 and 14, some children uh, come before Jesus. Now the disciples, are seeing these children that are there, say, "Oh, they need to get away from here. These children—they're a headache, they're an aggravation, they're wanting to talk all the time. Children are in the way. Perhaps some of us maybe have felt that way. Just, just get out of here. I'm busy. I'm cooking. I'm working on something. Just." Just go play. Just just leave us alone. We're trying to have an adult conversation. Sometimes we may do the same thing to children. But in this instance, that's not at all what Jesus did. In Matthew 19, verse 13, it says, Then children were brought to him, so he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. Then Jesus said, Leave the children alone. And don't try to keep them from coming to me. Because the kingdom of heaven is made up of people like this. Isn't it beautiful that Jesus takes up the time with the children? We see from the scriptures that God, that Jesus genuinely cares for children who have a need. We see that continually through the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. We see it in particular in Psalms. God's desire, God's heart Uh, For children, for those who are in need, for those who are orphaned, for those who are fatherless. And God calls us, his children, to meet the needs and take care of those children in the world that have a need. Just as Jesus himself gave us a beautiful example and said, No, we're not going to turn the children away because, as Jesus would point out here, we have a lot to learn, I think, from the heart of a child. That the kingdom of heaven is made up of people like that. Not that the kingdom of heaven is made up only of children. That's not the case at all. But we are to be like children. There's something, there's something beautiful about a child. There are some qualities and some traits that come along with being a child. One of those things is innocence. That's a beautiful thing to have, innocence in this world today with all the things that we are exposed to that we see, many of which that as adults we wish we could forget or we wish we didn't know about. And as children grow, they lose that innocence because they see how the world works. Children have a sense of trust about them. They trust whoever is taking care of them because they don't know that they're not supposed to. They are very trusting, and whoever is there with them They are fully uh, in their control, so to speak. They do whatever they ask them to do because they don't know that they're not supposed to trust. Uh, Children uh, have a sense of awe. Children are in awe of some of the simplest things, some of the things that we as adults may overlook. Children think about things simply sometimes, the way that you and I should think about things. And us as adults, we try to pray. We may try to use the right language or we may try to pray to make sure that we pray for a long enough time. And all these other things that we like to do, but not a child. When a child prays, they pray from the heart. They say what's on their mind. They speak in the language that they speak in. It may be a short prayer. It may be a long prayer, but it's always a beautiful prayer. We can learn a lot from children. God cares about children, and we should care about children too. Not just children that live in other countries, but our very own children. Oftentimes when we see children, they, are, they have a sense of awe. Everything is awe to them. Their, their, their jaw may hit the floor by something as simple as seeing some giant stuffed animals. Wow, look at that. Would you look at this? Would you look at that? There's a sense of awe that, that children have it may come in something very simple or it may come in something much bigger like a teddy bear but that sense of awe should be there and the way that children act that the qualities that children have on this earth are the same qualities that you and I should have toward God the Father we come before God losing our innocence that's part of the process we are humbled by knowing the fact that we are Sinners, praise the Lord that we can come to God and that He loves us and will forgive us. We should come to God with a sense of trust, knowing that God is going to take care of us, that God cares for us, that God is going to meet our needs. When we come before the Lord, we need to come to the heart of, of children, a heart that is going to trust. We need to come to God in awe of Him. In all of what he has done, never overlooking and, and, and taking things for granted as sometimes maybe we do as, as, as adults here on this earth. And sometimes maybe we do as Christians too. We, we, we take for granted the blessings that God has given us. We take for granted the fresh air that we have to breathe, the water that we can drink in our community, the air conditioning that we have in our homes, the fact that we have uh, vehicles to drive. The fact that we are not missing a meal, at least I hope no one's missing a meal. If you are, you come see me and we're going to take care of you. The fact that we have all of these things that God has blessed us with, boy, sometimes we take these things for granted. But we don't want to take these things for granted. We should be in awe of all that God does, of all that God is. We should be in awe of the fact that God loves us even though that we are sinners. We should be in awe of the fact that that God created the heavens and the earth. We should be in awe of the fact that God uh, works miracles all around us, that God makes everything fall right into place. It's not that we don't have bad days. We do. But God blesses us more than we realize. We need to be in awe of the Father. We need to look up to Him and say, Wow, look at what my Father can do. We need to do that to our Heavenly Father. Oftentimes, for some of us, we've done that with our earthly fathers. I was thinking of a time in my life that I was in awe of my father. And it was when I was probably six years old. He probably, I don't know, he probably wasn't much older than I am now at the time. And what had happened was, is that they had gotten, my sister and I, which really just turned out to be me, a Nintendo for Christmas. That might have been the worst thing that ever happened in my life. But as a kid I couldn't I couldn't I wasn't very good. It was too hard for me. And there were things that I that I couldn't do. There were two things that my dad could do when I was a kid that I couldn't do. And I loved to sit there and watch him play Nintendo because he could get past those hard parts. And I was in awe of how good my father was. I was happy to sit back and, and watch him. One of those things was he was able to beat the original Super Mario Brothers. He was able to beat Bowser. Now, I've only just been able to do that in the last couple of years, and I was in awe that he could do that. One of the things he could do, I still can't do to this day. There's something my dad can do on a video game that I couldn't do. There was a trick in one level where you could bounce on a turtle shell if you got it in just the right spot, and you could get unlimited lives on Mario. Now, that's a kind of silly and simple example, but as a child, I remember when my dad would do that. I'd say, hey, do do that thing with the turtle, because I couldn't do it. But I knew that my father could do it. And I was in awe of that. And that's how we should be with God. We should be in awe of our father and say, I can't do this, God. I can't do this on my own, but I'm going to hand it over to you. I'm going to give you the controls. Because I know you can do anything, because you're my dad. And so many of the kids that receive these shoeboxes, they don't know what it's like maybe to have an earthly father. They don't know what it's like to be in awe of of God. They don't know what it's like to be in awe of of an earthly man because they've never had a father. They've never had a good father perhaps. This is important for us too. This is important for us, not just on a on a level of, 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 of looking at God the Father, but to you fathers who are sitting in this audience today. Being a father is a is a is a serious deal. It's a big responsibility. And sometimes it's hard maybe for us to think about God as a heavenly father. The reality is, is that not every father in this world is a good father. It's easy for me to think about my father and to look up to my father and to respect my father because he was a good father. But the reality is when we talk about God the father, it's difficult for others because they haven't had a good father. Because they didn't have a father who loved them. They didn't have a father who cared for them. They had a father who didn't care for their needs, a father who was abusive, a father who cared more about what, uh, what he wanted than what uh, the children needed. But I want to tell you, if you had a father like that, that that is not who God the Father is. I want to tell you that if you had a father like that, that God does not have those traits, that God cares more for you than you could ever imagine, that God loves you more than you could ever imagine. God cares for you and wants you to come to Him. Don't let a bad father in this world turn you from the Heavenly Father that that is God, that cares for you. Perhaps there are some of you in this room today and you realize through conviction that maybe you haven't been a good father. Maybe you weren't the father that God called you to be. You can't change the past, but you need to repent of that. That's the case. When we speak of this language, though, of of a good father, or of having a father, there are so many children in this world that have never had a father, that have never had anyone who loved them, that has never had anyone who cared for them. And when they receive these shoeboxes, they see that there is somebody in this world that loves them. Not only does it affect their life, but it affects their family's life. Because as they experience the love of God, as they experience the love of a good father who cares for them, they share that experience with their brothers, with their sisters, with their mothers, with their fathers, with their aunts, with their uncles, with their grandmas, with their grandpas. And so I want to encourage you to give to this if you can. Pray about it. If God doesn't call you to give to this ministry, then don't do it. But pray about it, and if God calls you to give to this ministry, to this effort of these shoeboxes, then I encourage you to do it. It doesn't matter how much you give. You give as much or as little as you want to. If you can't afford to fill up that 2 you M&Ms, then you don't worry about that. We don't think any more or any less of you, and I can guarantee you that God doesn't think any more or less of you. If what we give is from the heart, then praise the Lord. And so as we think about these shoe boxes, I want you to remember that every item that you give, that every penny that you give, is going to build the kingdom of God, is going to reach a child. Individually as a church, we make three, 400 boxes. But when you think about all of the other brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world that are doing the same thing that we are doing, you see the power of God. When you see 10 million, 11 million, 12 million shoe boxes it's almost impossible for me to comprehend those huge numbers but when we think about 10 million 11 million 12 million shoe boxes that are handed out each year it's not enough it's not enough some of you have seen the photos of the children at the distribution centers where the shoe boxes are handed out that didn't get a shoe box because they ran out and that's pretty heartbreaking Because we can't comprehend that really as Americans because we're well taken care of. We can give our children the things that they need, and oftentimes we give them most of what they want. And so it brings it to a new reality when we see 50 kids that are standing to the side that couldn't get a shoebox, that didn't get to experience that same love that those who got one got to have. I believe, and I think probably most of you have helped out throughout the years and do continue to help out. But maybe there's somebody in here you never have before. I would encourage you to pray about it. You could, you could make a shoebox. Maybe you want to make one your, your, yourself. You, you don't want to bring and put stuff in the room. Hey, praise the Lord. It's a great experience for you and your family, for you and your children. Take a box and make it. You can probably make a box for 10 bucks. It's a It's a really beautiful thing. And that one box that you give will change somebody's life. I guarantee you it will. We see it in the videos that we watch. We see the smiles. We see the joy. We see that they get to hear about Jesus Christ. Not just in the words that they are told on the greatest journey Bible study, but through the love that comes when they open that box. We'll be watching lots of videos over the next few weeks. We'll probably watch one next week, Lord willing of some different stories of different people, uh, men and women, of gifts that they received when they were a child. We're going to watch one of those stories this morning. And I want you to just pay attention, because uh, this story that you're going to hear is not uncommon. It's kind of a, 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 a repeat. Every story, different faces, different children, but the same environment, the same difficulties, the same hardship. Where our box of stickers is, but that's okay. I don't, I don't need, it, I don't need it. You all got a sticker, and you may say, "Well, well, what, what is a sticker?" You may look at it and you say, "Well, there is nothing to this. This is insignificant. This is unimportant, unimportant. What could this, what could this possibly do for somebody?" Well, what you will realize and what you will see through these videos of people that we watch is that something that we take for granted, something that is so small and so simple. And change somebody's life and that's the story of the girl that we're about to watch this morning That something very simple can change a life so sit back and enjoy this story and what a powerful video a powerful reminder of how much something so simple can change someone's life as we see from her story in the video uh, some stickers just a few stickers, something she could call her own to stick on things in her room, totally changed her attitude. It totally uh, changed her outlook on life. It gave her encouragement uh, that she needed, and more importantly, it let her know that there was somebody out there that loved her. And more important than that, that there was a God out there that loved her. We handed out stickers at the beginning of the service, and the stickers, uh, each of you were to get two of them. And what? I encourage you to do now is we're going to take a few minutes to close the service. And I want you to take those stickers and I want you to take one of them. And here on the stage, we have this giant shoebox full of these animals. And I want you to take one of those stickers. And as the music plays in just a minute, I want you, if you feel led to, to come forward. And I want you to take that sticker and just stick it anywhere you want on the box, on the front or on the side. Uh, and as you're sticking your sticker on, just pray. Uh, pray for the kids that are going to receive these boxes. Pray that they'll get just where they need to get to just the right kids. Pray uh, for for all the people around the world who are helping to make these shoeboxes. Pray for uh, this ministry and just uh, pray that God will be glorified and that Jesus Christ will be taught. Uh, so I want you to do that if you feel led to. Take one of your stickers and come stick it on the box when the music plays. Say that prayer. I want you to take the other sticker home with you uh, stick it on anything you want maybe stick it on something at your house on your desk on a notebook uh, whatever it may be something that, that you'll see from time to time and when you see that sticker i want you to remember what it's there for and just throw up a quick prayer and then just remember those kids and remember this ministry so we're going to play the music i'm going to give everybody a chance to uh, come forward that wants to Uh, Pray for this ministry, pray for these children, and pray most of all that God will receive the glory and that Jesus Christ will be taught to these kids that receive these boxes.